apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L, call for additional details. Joel turned first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in on the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I am Steve Risser. Along here with Justin Anafio, and we are here today is the deadline for teams to place the franchise tag on players. And there's one player that we have been talking about for a very, very long time. That's Lamar Jackson, and the uh, and the Ravens have still not came to a long-term deal with Lamar Jackson. And I think this thing right now is heading towards the franchise tag, and I think it's heading towards the non-exclusive franchise tag. Which the difference between exclusive and non-exclusive, uh, non-exclusive is 32 million a year, and other teams can negotiate. With the player, and if if the if if the Ravens or can negotiate with the player and come up with a deal, and if the Ravens don't match that deal, that other team gets the player, and the Ravens get two first round picks. The exclusive tag is forty five million a year, and then Lamar can negotiate with no team. So I think it's going for the it's it's heading towards a non exclusive franchise tag, and I think it's heading. I think it's I think at this point, if they don't get a deal done in the next three hours, I think Lamar Jackson days as a Raven are over. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. It kind of seems like most of the offseason is kind of what it's been leaning towards. Even last offseason, we were trying to get together, trying to get a deal you know, in place. It kind of seemed like both parties weren't, you know, you know, we're not seeing eye to eye and what Lamar was asking for. So, yeah, I'm with you. I I, I think, yeah, if this thing goes to a non-exclusive uh, franchise tag, which it sounds like it's very possible and that's probably going to happen, that, yeah, I, th- I think we've probably have seen Lamar Jackson's last time uh, as a Baltimore Raven. 
Oh, without a question, without a question. And this is all on the Ravens. I mean, I just don't know how you don't get a deal done with this guy. I mean, yeah, yeah, he didn't have an agent. Yes, he might have been asking for a ton. But this is the best quarterback in your franchise's history. And, and to me, I don't think it makes really any sense for you not to have a deal done with this guy. And you, and at this point, the Ravens have completely done this to themselves. Yeah, they absolutely have. They've they've had a over a year now to kind of figure this out. We we've seen their offense when he's not out there with the injury, you know, when, when he's been out with injury and it's a totally different team, um, you know, so far and it's, you know, it, it's, and they, they've really struggled without him on the field. And again, they don't have a ton of weapons, especially at the wide receiver. They probably have one of the worst, probably the worst, one of the worst right there at the bears and even Patriots, one of the worst wide receiver rooms. Um, and that hasn't helped things out. That hasn't, you know, but he's been able to overcome that play well. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's definitely on the Ravens that they have not been able to get this thing done. I think part of it too, is Watson getting the 230 million guaranteed last year. It really kind of, it really shifted the market for the quarterbacks. And again, I think Lamar Jackson's better than Deshaun Watson. So, and again, he's obviously going to ask for more than that. So I think Brown's given the Watson all that money last off season. Um, it really is uh re- really changed the market, the quarterback. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it absolutely did. Yeah, what the Browns did with the fully guaranteed monies, like at the Cardinals and what the Broncos did with, with Russ. Yeah, it's completely it's completely changed the market. And yes, yeah, but, but, but say the Ravens did this deal, you know, a, a year earlier or two years earlier, they wouldn't be dealing with this problem right now. The problem with the problem with the, with the Ravens is they just didn't, they did, they did him that they could not come to a deal with this guy. And this is why they're in this the awful situation they're in today. Yeah, they they absolutely are, and yeah, it's on them. They could have got this done last off season. You could have got it out of the way, didn't have to deal with it, and then yeah, you 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 move on from there, and you kind of redevelop that offense, kind of you know, and then kind of move on, try to figure out how to um how to make that offense better, how to you know build build more around them, and yeah, they just they haven't gotten it done, um, and yeah, they it's absolutely on the Ravens. They've had so much time, and yeah, it's it's something that again it, it could really cost them we'll see i know they've you know said that they have other plans if they don't if they can't you know if they don't come to a deal and he does do the non-exclusive um franchise tag that what it goes to they said they have a plan if they lose them so we'll see what that is but yeah it, it's a team that in that division without lamar jackson it's going to be very hard to to um be better than the Bengals. you know probably you know they're they're, they're really going to struggle next year they'll be you know gonna be tougher than they get a wildcard spot without lamar jackson yeah, they say they have a plan. They should have had a plan two years ago to pay this guy to, to come up with a long term deal for this guy. And yeah, it's gonna be yeah. If they, if they don't if they, if they if they don't have Lamar Jackson anymore, if, especially next year, they're clearly a third place team. They're definitely gonna be a third place team. They'll definitely be behind be behind the Steelers and Bengals, and they'll probably be behind the Browns too. I think that they're clearly the worst team in the division. And Eric DaCosta is gonna take so much heat if this doesn't get done. If say say this doesn't get done, and the Ravens finish like five and twelve or four and thirteen next year. He, he could be out of a job. Yeah, that would be what the Ravens' worst season last like what 15, 20 years. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. It it's on a fran- it's a been a franchise that's been very consistent, a lot of winning, and yeah, it would definitely be a move that especially if they don't you know again who knows what their plan is that quarterback, but yeah, again, they're probably gonna have more than likely probably the fourth worst quarterback in that division more than likely the pet you know it, it, we'll see what happens but yeah it's such a 
Again, you go back to what happened at the end of last year. They could not score. They couldn't get any offense going without Lamar Jackson. So yeah, they, uh, the cost is Ken going to, it's, uh, he will definitely take a lot of heat from the Raven fans and, you know, rightfully so. Cause yeah, this is a guy you, you got to keep. And, you know, it, it's, we've seen how important he's been to this, um, to this team the last couple of years. And why I think it's heading the way it's heading is because, you know, you saw the comments from Rashard Bateman last week criticizing the GM. So you saw DeCosta's comments and then Bateman criticizing the GM. It's just stuff you don't hear from the Ravens organization. You don't hear the stuff from the Ravens organization. So I think with all the rumblings and everything that's been going on, it, I just it just feels like this is heading towards a non-exclusive franchise tag. And this is it feels like a team like the Falcons, maybe even the Jets, the Commanders, uh, the Panthers give up two first-round picks and they get Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think they do lose them. Yeah, the comments by Bateman, you know, kind of get calling out the um, organization, all that. Yeah, that that definitely has not helped. Um, you know, matters as well. That yeah, definitely has not helped either. They're you know the Ravens' case here the last the last week or so. Um, today, yeah, you know, rightfully so. Bateman trying to you know calling out that organization. You know, they they you know they're again yeah with the offense not you know, fully with that wide receiver room hasn't been great. Like, he, yeah, you know, Bateman is right. You know, it's a team that if they put a little bit more, especially at the wide receiver position, it's it's a really good team. And there they are with Lamar Jackson. But, yeah, again, you know, Panthers, Commanders, you mentioned Jets, that a lot of those teams are going to be uh, – will de- will definitely offer their services and will really – get you know, definitely will get off two graphics to get a guy like Lamar Jackson in that locker room. This is the first time I remember we've 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 talked about the difference, or we've or a lot of people have even heard about the difference between exclusive and non-exclusive franchise tag, because a lot of teams just give their give their guys a non-exclusive franchise tag because they know most players aren't worth two first-round picks. But the reason why this is important, the reason why exclusive and non-exclusive are important, is if Lamar Jackson does get the non-exclusive, he is worth two first-round picks. That's why we've been talking about those two different franchise tags uh, over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, because it's weird. You don't usually get the non-exclusive one too much. Like it, it's it's a rare it's a rare one. So yeah, it, it's definitely um it's it's yeah definitely different. And yeah, you know the Ravens and Lamar is definitely worth that. And you know the Ravens and yeah, it, there's a lot of teams out there that would rightfully so give up two first round draft picks to get um Lamar Jackson. It's definitely a rare one with the non-exclusive um price tag or franchise tag. Yeah, I mean, more. Well, I think more of the non-exclusive is, oh, yeah. is 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 isn't as rare because uh, you don't you uh, p- teams just don't give up the two first-round picks, so they don't really negotiate with them. The exclusive is more rare because it's more money. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, but yeah, so um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it, it's different. You know, having it kind of be with the non-exclusive, like it just usually we don't see it as much. I feel it, yeah. but you yeah. know, um, than the exclusive. But yeah, it's something where um, it. You know the Ravens, rightfully so, would um, get their two first round picks, and yeah, I, a lot of teams would pay pay the services for Lamar Jackson. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Especially these teams that need quarterbacks, they're absolutely paying. They're they're actually they're absolutely paying. Uh, you know, they're absolutely giving up those two first round picks for Lamar. But we got to move on to another quarterback, and that's Derek Carr, and he signed with the Saints. Uh, yes, uh, yesterday, uh, four uh, four years, one hundred and fifty million, making about thirty seven million a year. And this move is a good move for the Saints. I think this move put, uh, makes the Saints, I, in my opinion, I think they, they definitely are the best team in, in the NFC South. I don't know if it makes them the best team in the uh, – in, in the, it, it makes them a contender in the NFC, but it definitely makes them a contender in the South. Justin, do you agree? Do you think they're a contender? They're, they're the best team in the uh, NFC South? 
Yeah, I agree with you. I just you look at the other quarterbacks in the division right now. You know, Atlanta. You know, right now it's, it's going to be Desmond Ritter. You know, we'll see what the Panthers do, and we'll see what the Buccaneers do now. So, yeah, absolutely. I think Derek Carr again is the team that's seven to ten last year. Um, you know, Carr he's got pretty much the same amount of talent that they did at you know when he did this year in in Vegas. So, um, I, I think the Saints are right now the best team in that division. But yeah, they're they're they they still got some pieces and they need to get a little bit better um, to be contender in the NFC and yeah, over in the NFC, but it, it's something where a couple moves right now, depending on what happens at Rogers, it's very wide open. I feel like the NFC right now, um, you know, after kind of, you know, the Niners, we'll see what happens with Packers. So, and yeah, obviously the Eagles as well. So it, it's definitely, they pick up somebody else or two, get a good draft pick or not, you know, then maybe the saints could kind of sneak in there, maybe win a game and, and could contend, but right, right now, just, kind of th- think they're the best team in that division. Oh, clearly. It's not hard to be the best team in that division. That division no. was terrible last year. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's still, I mean, I clearly think they are, should be the favorite going into the season. And the next question is, is what is this team? Can, can this team contend in this NFC with Derek Carr? And I'm going to say I, I don't think so, and here's the reason why. I think there's issues on that offensive line. That offensive line, especially on, uh, on, on the interior, really struggled last year, and Trevor Penning didn't play that much. So outside of Ramchek, that offensive line isn't that good. Uh, you know Michael Thomas has had issues staying healthy. Jarvis Landry, his best days might be behind him. And, and with their defense, uh, Cameron Jordan, their best players, Cameron Jordan, uh, 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 you got Jordan and, and Davis and Tyrone Matthew, uh, Demario Davis, uh, Cameron Jordan, and Tyrone Matthew. Those three guys, they're all in their 30s on defense. Yes, their defense was good, but it wasn't great. I think it's like a nine to maybe 10 win team that, that maybe wins a playoff game, but I don't see this team being a contender in the NFC, even with Derek Carr. Yeah, I'm with you. I, you know, they pick up somebody, a couple draft picks. Is yeah, I, right outside of like the Niners, Eagles. You know, with the Packers, we'll kind of see what happens with Rodgers. Like they, they could kind of be there, maybe you know, be like the three seed that win a game. Um, but yeah, I, you know, Carr's used to bad offensive lines. You know, for the last couple of years in Vegas, they haven't been great either. He's used to that, but yeah, I think they need a little bit more too offensively around them. Um, definitely a team that it's mentioned would win the division, but yeah, I don't think they're right now at this point contenders. But obviously, in the, the NFC is so kind of wide open after the Eagles and Niners that a couple of moves they, they could kind of be right there and kind of be the third best team that in the uh, conference. Yeah, the Saints did beat the Eagles last year, even though that was just without Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. They did beat the Eagles last year, but. I just don't. I don't see it. I think, yeah, they're def- some of the better guys on defense are are, kind of, are getting old. And Derek Carr last year won six. Ga- I know he got benched those last couple games, but he won six games with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams last year. So he's. He, I mean, Derek Carr. He's a top. He's, he's not a top ten quarterback, but he is a top fifteen quarterback. It definitely is an upgrade over uh, Andy Dalton. But what I see of the Saints, I think they win the division, but they don't contend in the NFC. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, and you know, last year, yeah, with Carr. You know, the Raiders blew, what, five or six leads this year yeah. that are 10 points or more they were winning. You yeah. know, like, they, they definitely were could have won a couple more of those. And I don't put all those on Carr. And I don't think McDaniels totally used Carr right. Like, I think – I just look at those last two weeks, and it was a totally different offense when they had Stinham in there. So, you know, I, don't, I kind of feel bad for Carr. And I don't think, you know, McDaniels is a big fan of him. Um and yeah, you know, I think that was kind of a big reason why, but yeah, I don't, he's definitely a better upgrade than James Winston. Um, but yeah, it doesn't put them in that, 
you know, contender category yet for the NFC. No, 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 no. And, and yeah, but yeah, this is a better fit. It definitely is a better fit. He's with his old coach, the coach that drafted him in Dennis Allen. But yeah, they, yeah, they're not, definitely not contenders in the NFC with this move. But they are the favorite to win the division. But now we got to talk about the team that was close to signing Derek Carr. That's the Jets. And what do the Jets do now? What do they do at quarterback now? I think it's pretty obvious. You got to go out and trade for Aaron Rodgers. You got to do it. You got to trade for Aaron Rodgers. And uh, they, they talked to him on Monday. They met with him on Tuesday. This has got to happen. For the Jets, this has got to happen, or it's going to be disastrous. I mean, they could potentially they could they, they could they could trade for they could get they could if, they could get Lamar too, but it's still if they don't get Roger, but but by that time another team is probably getting Lamar Jackson. So if they if they don't get Rodgers, it is going to be a disaster for the Jets. So you were you were because you're saying you're saying you're you're shopping. You have a second year quarterback. You don't have any faith. Third year quarterback. You have no faith in. And you're shopping around. You're talking to Derek Carr. You're talking to Aaron Rodgers, and then you go back to Zach Wilson. What are you going to tell to the fan base, and more importantly, that locker room? That I, I think Robert Sala is going to lose the locker room if they don't get an Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You know, because yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Um, obviously, bring go in there. That veteran presence. Um, obviously, he's won a couple MVPs. Definitely changed that whole franchise around, especially with the young talent they got in Garrett Wilson. Um, and Elijah Morris is pretty good as well. Yeah, you because yeah, that, that whole locker room. Now, probably the third option would have to be they strike out on Rodgers and um Lamar's probably like a Jimmy G type. It's gotta which, be Jimmy G. Yeah, it's gotta be Jimmy G. Which wouldn't be horrible either because he could lead you to the playoffs, but they're not they're not a Super Bowl contender. Um, but yeah, you can't go back to Zach Wilson. There's you you, you just can't. There's you know, no no way you could do that. That fan base is gonna lose it. That locker room again, he's does not seem like he's a big, um, you know, it does not seem like, you know, a lot of guys, you know, like him in that locker room. So, yeah, they, they have to go Aaron Rodgers or try to get Lamar. Or, yeah, the third option would probably be Jimmy G. But, yeah, Aaron Rodgers would definitely be the one. And, again, bringing him into New York with that fan base that just so wants to win, especially what they saw. They saw some bright spots in that team this year, and they're getting close. It's been a decade since they made the playoffs so yeah Aaron Rodgers would definitely change that uh you know definitely change the franchise yeah I mean I know you're you're gonna have to give up draft picks and maybe some good players for Aaron Rodgers but I feel like you just have to do it at this point you just you just got you just got to make the move because yeah if you don't get Rodgers you more than likely will miss out on Lamar and then Jimmy G as you said he might take them to the playoffs but they're not go, they're not competing for a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo so yeah, I, I think I think this team has to get it done with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I completely agree with you. They got to get it done. They got to figure it out. Yeah, it, it yeah, it's gonna gonna cost you. But again, you know, Douglas has been good drafting wise, so I feel like you know they kind of replenish that uh, in the draft. So yeah, you know they might get a couple guys, but yeah, it it'd be worth it. I know Rodgers had a down year, but you put him with some couple of good young wide receivers, and you know that maybe helps him out. Um, for the next couple of years, you know, towards the end of his career. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think Rogers and the Packers, from my sense that they're, they're the Packers are getting tired of Aaron Rodgers. They want to move on from Jordan Love. This is a perfect time for the Jets to, to, to strike when the iron's hot, make this big move and get, and get Rogers here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah. Why do you got the chance again? You, you know, they've struggled so much of trying to find a quarterback, yeah, you know, over the years, you might as well. You got a guy like Aaron Rodgers sitting there, 
you might as well try to take advantage and and grab him you know even even at the back end of his career um give that franchise that fan base a little bit of hope that they can um that they can contend absolutely 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 now we'll move on to the other new york team and jones and barkley the giants still have not gotten a deal done with daniel jones uh saquon the talks have stalled right now but so the big the big thing is it's it's going to be two things are going to happen Two, two scenarios with the Giants. If they do come up, come to a deal with Daniel Jones in the next, you know, in the next three hours, then they will franchise Saquon Barkley. But if they don't, they will franchise Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley will be a free agent. So I don't like the way the Giants have handled this. I wish that I don't like the way Jones and the, and the Giants have handled this. I wish there was a deal done right now. I really do. I think this is the, they very very. If, if they franchise Jones, there is a chance they could lose Saquon Barkley. So I I really don't like. What, what the Giants have done right here, I, re, I really don't, and I and I think uh, I, I think I, I I I mean what I wanted was I wanted to come up with a deal with Dan, with Daniel Jones and franchise Saquon, but the problem is Daniel Jones wanted forty five million dollars. Uh, I, I don't think anybody thinks he had a good year last year. He had a really good year last year, but I don't think anybody thinks he's worth forty five million. That's why the Giants haven't paid him, and now the the. the, the, the it looks like they're going to franchise Daniel Jones and Saquon's going to be a free agent. Just the scenario, the scenario you did not want if you were a Giants fan. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and yeah, with the 45 million, it just, again, yeah, he had a good year last year. I know the wide receiver room was all banged up into that, but you know, he's still only threw 15 passing touchdowns, you know, like it, it wasn't like, you know, and especially with Carr and um, Geno Smith got, he definitely should not be making more than those two. So yeah, absolutely. He should not be getting that. And yeah, it's, kind of hurting things right now with the Giants to try to get it, get it done with Jones and Barkley. Um, Cause yeah, Barkley wants, you know, something close to McCaffrey. And again, he had a really nice year, but the injuries are a concern. Obviously running backs long-term, you know, it's a risky investment. So yeah, the Jones right now and the Giants, it's definitely kind of hurts the organization trying to get something done with Barkley. Um, but yeah, G, uh, I mean, uh, Dana Jones, no, no way. I don't, you know, he, he should get 45 million. I wouldn't even give him 40. I 35 is even pushing it. What Gino and Carr got, I think 35 is even pushing it a little bit. So it, it, I know it's tough, but yeah, it's just, you know, it, it's definitely, definitely a realization right now that they, that sounds like they're not going to get something done with them. And now you run the risk too of losing Barkley. Yeah. And I, and, and I would give him 30, whatever Derek Carr and, and Gino Smith got, I would give him, I would not, I wouldn't go over 40 million. I wouldn't go over 40 million for him. If you have to, Make it forty million, okay. I wouldn't go over that. I, I, I definitely am not giving him what he what he's asking for. And the problem is, is it's hurting this team. It's going to hurt this team going into free agency. You know, have, having have, not having if, if Jones is locked up and Jones or Barkley are not locked up to, to, to contracts, it's it, it's going to hurt this team going into free agency because it's going to be tough for this team to to just it's going to be tough for for Shane to improve this team in free agency without having these two guys locked up. And it, it looks like that's the direction. Things are going in right now. Yeah, absolutely it is. You know, if you're gonna have to do it in a draft and, and try to kind of upgrade that way. And yeah, you know, I know Love's a free agent too, and he had a really nice year in the back end. And that that's a guy I know you guys would like to keep as well. But yeah, you get you obviously gotta get this stuff done with with uh, Daniel Jones and you hope Saquon Barkley, but you know, that's another guy you you could lose as well. So yeah, you know, it, it definitely kind of hurts the organization, especially after such a positive year, after so many years that you know, it finally looked like, and they still are, that things are going the right direction. 
but now it's kind of feels like if things kind of finish the way, you know, if Jones and Barkley, they can't kind of, you know, if Jones doesn't come to deal in the next couple hours with the Giants, it kind of feels like you, you do kind of step back a little bit, you know, backwards, you know, because, yeah, you do run the risk of, of losing Barkley now. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely it, it definitely hurts. And, you know, it, it's um, disappointing that, you know, right now that they just have not been able that Jones just hasn't been able to come come up with a deal with the, with the team. And uh, it definitely does hurt the team. Definitely, def, definitely hurt Shane going into free agency here because, yeah, the, his hands are going to the cast bases. Hands are definitely going to be tied of um, guys. He can he, the guys that he wants to try to uh, acquire. A tweet from Adam Schefter. Contract talks between the Giants and quarterback Daniel Jones are, in the words of one source, going down to the wire. So it looks like it's just going to be like Deshaun, De- De- uh, Lamar Jackson. They're going to come right down to that four o'clock trade, de- that, that four o'clock deadline. The, 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 yeah, so the talks are coming right down, are coming right down the wire. So we're probably not going to know before four o'clock uh, what, what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson or what's going to happen with Daniel Jones. Now, I actually think Lamar Jackson, I think it's heading towards the franchise tag. Daniel Jones, you don't know. You don't know. So it's going to come right down. And so it looks like from what Schefter said, it's coming right down to the wire. Yeah. I guess they kind of, yeah, kind of figured it the way things were going that, yeah, that was going to be very possible that the thing's going to go right down to four o'clock here. Um, and yeah, hopefully them, the Giants could kind of figure something out. Hopefully, you know, you know, Jones kind of knocks down what he wants and it's more team friendly here so that, you know, they can continue to build, continue to improve. And, I guess that's what you know. Hopefully, in the next you know two and a half hours, they can kind of figure it out. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So we'll now move on to a quarterback who got signed yesterday. Geno Smith got signed by the Seattle Seahawks. I think it was three years, one hundred five million. I think it's around a thirty to thirty five thirty five million a year. And I'm happy for him for everything he's went through in his career. He struggled with the Jets. Uh, he got, he started. He only started that one game with the Giants. Everything he's went through in his career. <laughs> And he had a career year in Seattle last year, and and now he earned himself a new contract. And uh, now for the Seahawks, they they got in free agency and in the draft. That front seven is so important because they got a good secondary, got some good young guys in the secondary with Neal and Woolen. Obviously, you got some really good, got two pretty good tackles now with 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 Lucas and uh, and Charles Cross. And then uh, then you look at uh, you look at their skill guys. Kenneth Walker had a really good year. You obviously got DK and you got. Uh, and you got Tyler Lockett, so I, I I really like this move. And uh, Seattle now 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 they got free agency and the draft to improve on this front seven. If they can improve on that front seven, and Geno can play the way he did last year, that's a sneaky set. That's a set. That's a sleeper team in the NFC. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the way they got to the playoffs last year, you know, it was kind of out of nowhere. The Seahawks, the way they got there, um, everybody counted them out before the season. Um, that was great for Geno to see them you know, take over the way he did again, drew lock getting COVID. He may never got the job, Gino, you know, they may have gone with drew lock. So yeah, finally some luck for Gino Smith kind of finally went his way and he was definitely due for it. So yeah, he had an awesome year. It was great to see him, um, you know, have such a great year because yeah, he definitely deserved it. I know they strode a little bit in the second half, but yeah, it's definitely a team next year right now. It's the second best team in that division. And yeah, you know, not better than Niners yet, but they're, you know, but yeah, as you mentioned, they got the top five pick this year in the draft. So they can definitely improve. Definitely. Um, definitely could sneak up on somebody as a wild card team next year. Oh, well, absolutely. They got in the playoffs last year. I don't know if they win the division next year. I think San Francisco was just really, really good, but I definitely think they could, if last year they finished nine and eight, I think they could be a 10, 11, 
I think they could be 11, maybe a 12 win team. And I think they could, they could make a run. They're kind of building that second version at Legion of Boom with Ryan Neal, with uh, Quandre Diggs, with Tariq Woolen. They're kind of building that, you know, second wave. Of, they're kind of building, trying to build the Legion of Boom again. Got good skill guys on offense. I like this team. And it, it's, it's just, it's all up to Gino now to play the way he played last year. And if he does, this team's going to be very successful. Yeah, they absolutely will. Um, yeah, you know, it kind of seemed like the guys really liked him in that locker room. He seemed well-liked. Um, yeah, you know, th- that defense is young, but, yeah, they're starting to, you know, they're starting to really improve. And do you mention, yeah, they got some young talent finally um, in that back end where, yeah, there, there's definitely some, you know, definitely improving. Pete Carroll's done a good job with Seattle, you know, in his tenure there. So, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a team that, you know, definitely could reach the um, double-digit double victories next year. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So we'll wrap up talking about the Cowboys. And yesterday they franchised uh, Tony Pollard. And it and, uh, it looks like they'll end up coming to a long-term deal with him. So it looks like he's going to be the running back for the future. But the big question is now is what do the Cowboys do with Ezekiel Elliott? And I think, in my opinion, they need to cut bait with Zeke. They need to get rid of Zeke. If they, if they get rid of him this year, they save $5 million in cap space. It'd be $11 million in dead cap. But his cap hit would have been $16 million, So they save $5 million in cap space. I think right now you, you cut ties and you get rid of Ezekiel Elliott. I think Pollard's your guy. You come you you come up with a deal for Pollard and you get rid of Zeke. Yeah, I'm with you. I think you have to because, you know, even if Pollard gets a franchise tag, again, that's $26 million going to your running back room. That's just way too much um, nowadays where you could kind of find a second running back that you could kind of pay on the cheap on a rookie deal or whatever and, and be productive. So, yeah, you know, Elliot, you know, last year banged up at times, you know, um, you know, probably had his worst – probably had his worst year so far in his career um, numbers wise. So yeah, you know, and, unless there's some, you know, they cut him and maybe, you know, they talked to Ellie about coming back and, you know, signing like a two to $3 million contract, which I don't think he would. Like that's the only reason I would bring him back, but yeah, I th- definitely think they should c- cut ties with Eagle Elliott. Yeah. 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 They got to, they, they got to, I mean, that contract was not a good contract at all. If you look at it, he never really played at a high level. After he got that contract, he was good, but he wasn't as great as he was the three years pre the three years previous, which got him that deal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, when he's yeah when he you know first got that deal, yeah, he's one of the best running backs in the league, and he absolutely deserved it. But yeah, the last couple of years just hasn't been the same. And uh, you know, Pollard's Pollard's taking that job, and he's ran he's ran with it. So yeah, it just he hasn't been the same type of guy. And um, yeah, because he was you know one of the best running backs in the league a couple of years ago. So yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely time to probably, you know, just cut ties on because, yeah, that contract's been awful. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Sports Talk with RNJ. But we're going to be back in five minutes talking about March Madness and Championship Week in college basketball. So so we'll be we'll talk to you in five minutes. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finn's two for three. He's done his part. 
pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. My name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.